What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. The Chicago Bulls play one of the best first halves of basketball that we've seen from them all season long, followed by one of the worst third quarters in Chicago Bulls history in a loss to the Golden State Warriors. But one of the biggest stories coming out of this game is going to be the disgusting actions from Bulls fans in attendance in booing Jerry Krause. We're going to talk about all that, plus dive into the mailbag and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host here, Hayes, but make sure you guys are following the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform that we have. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. And listen, the Chicago Bulls, Played an exciting first half of basketball against the Golden State Warriors, scoring 75 points in the first half, and Kobe White was rocking and rolling and playing well, 21 points in that first half of basketball, and he ends up with the game with 25 points, only taking four shots in the entirety of the second half in that basketball game. Now, yeah, there was some foul trouble, some good defense being played, things like that, and ultimately, the Bulls were outclassed by a team who's been there before, and outcoached by a coach who is a championship-caliber coach, and Billy Donovan is Billy Donovan, even despite some of the really good things Billy Donovan has done with coaching this team recently, it's just when you're up against a coach like that and a team that's that got invigorated because of that first half in the Golden State Warriors, the Bulls just weren't ready. And while the Bulls did have a big lead in the first, at the end of the first half of the game, I said it at the halftime hangout when we were live streaming. It's the simple, it's the simple fact that the Golden State Warriors in the first half of that game had a lot of wide open threes that they just missed. And guess what? They didn't miss those wide-open threes in the second half of the game. And so that is a big part of why the Chicago Bulls lost this game. Yeah, uh, Klay Thompson looked like old Klay in this game. Uh, You know, 30 points from him, 27 points from Steph Curry. Kaminga scoring 24 points off the bench. And it just just was a—the Golden State Warriors, like I said, they played like a team that had that poison understanding that we've been here before. We know what to do in times like this. Let's keep executing our game plan, scoring 48 points in the third quarter of basketball alone while the Chicago Bulls only scored 20 points. It was it was a, a massacre. Now, DeMar DeRozan had 39.7 rebounds, five assists for his credit. Shout out to DeMar. Kobe White with the 25 points that we mentioned, only four points of that coming in the second half of the game, but four rebounds, seven assists for him. Zach Levine, nine of 15 for 25 points, eight rebounds, seven assists, one block from Zach Levine, still playing, you know, filling up the stat sheet. The defense from the team overall in the second half was god-awful and garbage. But this was a team in the Chicago Bulls that scored that shot the ball 58% on the game, had 31 assists on 50 main baskets. But the, not being able to keep the Golden State Warriors off the offensive boards, not being able to limit our turnovers, in which we had 12, the Golden State Warriors only had three turnovers the whole entire game. The Bulls did not execute the executables well enough to be able to win that basketball game. And it's unfortunate, but listen, that's what happens when you're up against a coach and a team that has gone off playoff runs and things like that before. That is one of the biggest reasons why the Chicago Bulls team may not be ready to go on a playoff run yet, despite them playing playoff-style basketball. We talked about it. 
They are playing the type of basketball with point differentials and net rating of a 51-win team. But it, it, when, you, when you're up against teams like this in the Golden State Warriors, I know a lot of people are going to say, the Golden State Warriors suck. Yes, they have been playing extremely bad this season. They're 18-20 now in the season, two games below 500. I wouldn't be surprised if by the end of the month they're actually above 500, but we'll end up seeing what happens with that. But Chicago Bulls just... They got to they gotta use games like this to remind themselves how you need to play and execute against playoff caliber teams. The Bulls have to stay locked in, man. And that was one of the biggest things. Everything that I pointed out in yesterday's pre-recorded video and talking about the Bulls having to rebound, having to limit turnovers, having to get out in transition when they have those opportunities, the, shoot the ball well at efficiency. That's the one thing the Bulls did. The one thing, they shot the ball with efficiency, but they forgot everything else and did not play the brand of defense that we've been accustomed to seeing with the Chicago Bulls. But like I said, the biggest story coming out this game was the disgusting actions by Bulls fans at the Ring of Honor ceremony booing Jerry Krause. And I hate that, that the fact of the matter is, is that a night that was supposed to be celebrating our history as Chicago Bulls fans and teams that brought us so much joy, the same teams that so, so many of us hang our hats on joy of seeing the, ex the, the the excellence of what that team was. You booed the man who constructed the team all because you looked at the Last Dance documentary, and yes, he was the one that broke it up. He was the one that decided to move on, but you sat there and you shit on his memory and you forgot the fact of he built those teams. We don't have six titles if it's not for Jerry Krause. We don't have teams that we look back on so fondly from the past if it wasn't for Jerry Krause. And in a moment meant to celebrate those accomplishments, people shit on it, and everybody in the building who booed is disgusting. It was the most disgusting action I have seen as a Bulls fan in my life. And I've seen some disgusting shit. Booing Derrick Rose, booing Joe Kim Noah when they first came back with the New York Knicks. That does not even amount or even get close to the disgusting actions of booing a dead man and, and his family and friends being there. Those people on the court, the same people that, that we that we talked so finally about guess what most of them look fondly on jerry Krause. yes they hate the way this shit broke down but come on what are we doing here man we are the chicago bulls we are a, a blue collar city and this and to have that type of actions that's just disgusting man there was nothing in that 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 was even remotely respectable anything remotely uh that should reflect what chicago bulls fans is Everybody in that building was disgusting last night who booed. Again, not everybody booed. There were some people who definitely cheered in that as well. But listen, that was that was bad. That was extremely bad, man. And it just, I hate that that's what's coming out of the Ring of Honor. So many headlines already about Bulls fans booing and making Jerry Krause's widow cry. That's just crazy, man. And, and, and it's just, it's really, really wild that people would rationalize that in any shape, form, or fashion. Because it's just disgusting. That's it. That's it. There's no other thing. Look, it was just disgusting. That's all it is. And y'all got to do better. Chicago, we got to do better, bro. We got to do better. That 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 In that moment, that was not the time for that. That was disgusting. And uh, I'm going to move off of it because I talked about it on yesterday's live stream. I talked about it on Locked on Bulls. But that was absolutely 100% and utterly disgusting. It was disgusting. We don't deserve good things. And the karma of that is is exactly why the Bulls got their ass whipped in the second half of that game. Now. Coming out of this game, right, and I talked about it a little bit, was the uh, the lack of opportunities for Kobe White in the second half of that game. Only four shots for Kobe White. Uh, he did have four fouls. But at the end of the day, it, it goes back to the thing that we're talking about, right, is that 
this Bulls team, not to say that Kobe needs every shot, but you got to trust Kobe White more. And the one thing that separates this Bulls team when you, we talk about this team possibly going on the biggest on a big run, the biggest thing that concerns me is going back to heavy isolation. This team yesterday was the most isolation I've seen from this team in quite a while. Downstretch time, now I get it. We needed some buckets. Um, there was a time where we got the lead down to four, and it seemed like we were gaining momentum. The, the Golden State Warriors immediately came back. But Billy Donovan's coaching in this one, again, kind of reared its ugly head of the biggest things that I have concerns about when it comes to Billy Donovan's coaching. And I just hope that this is not, again, I'm not going to overly worry about it right now. But if we keep seeing this down the stretch, it's going to be time to worry. And I'm hoping that what we're seeing from the Chicago Bulls team isn't a, 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 a slide back into what we did before, right? Zach Levine being engaged, things like that, those are all good. DeMar DeRozan getting the assist that he got. And like I said, there's absolutely going to be times. I'm not crapping on DeMar. DeMar is who he is and what he brings to the table. We're going to absolutely need at times where we can't score. But we didn't play together as a team. We didn't lock in defensively. And the Bulls are going to have to get that together if they're going to want to be a team that can get and make any type of noise in the playoffs. They're going to have to execute and get that better, and we got to go back to trusting the players that helped get us there. The 12 minutes for Andre Drummond, that's inexcusable at this point. We Can get can we get at least 16 to 18 minutes for Andre Drummond every single night? Right? Yes, him and Vooch only combined for 12 rebounds, which is crazy to see, but we got to get more minutes for Andre Drummond. We have to. And Passive P has to stop. Some of those, those old-time concerns, even though Kobe's keeping it going, right, are starting to rear its ugly head for the Chicago Bulls, and I got to talk about it, right? Because, again, passive piece coming back. Lack of minutes for Andre Drummond's coming back. Uh, return of iso ball in, in, a, in, a, in a couple of instances. Are they as big as what they were before? No. And I would not sit here and say that to you guys. But at the end of the day, seeing those things start to creep up and seeing each one of them happen all in the same game, maybe it was just the Golden State Warriors and the way that they outcoached us in this game that really came back to hurt us. Maybe that's it. I hope that that's the case. But at the end of the day, which I got at the end of the day counter is coming. But <laughs> when it comes down to it, we have to get we have to stay doing the things that help get us this recent run streak and these wins that we've been getting and if the bulls go away from that and, and allow themselves to default back into just bad basketball it's going to be a long season again on the second half of the season where it should be getting easier for the chicago bulls so i know it's a concern of mine like i said when i see things like that and trends start happening it starts making me worried because of where we've been before with those things but let's hope it's just one game. Let's see how the Bulls face tonight. Fair tonight against the San Antonio Spurs. They will be missing Wimby in this game more than likely. And the Bulls got to take care of business. You've got to take care of business. And we need to see Drum get back to the things that Drum has been doing, man. We got to see that. So let me know what you guys think on all that down below. Let's get into the voicemails for today. This first one, this one's from 8 Lock. What's going on, Rick? It's your boy, last. It's from the Houston game. Bro, we done. Billy Donovan is a straight. Dickhead, bro. We will never win nothing with him. I don't care how many games we win. You were always right when you said if we ever go to the championship, Billy Donovan will not be a coach. This idiot is steady riding DeMar and Zach. Like, they, I just don't understand, like, why he will not let Kobe in these games. Everything was shooting towards letting Kobe get that last play, bro. He will not. Let it go. I guess he's trying to prove a point, but that's not winning basketball, bro. We don't have a winning coach. I mean, it's just simple. We don't have a winning coach. There's 153 left. We're down by two. I still, I don't care if we win this game. The fact that Billy Donovan, oh, my God, Zach. <laughs> Billy Donovan is a dickhead. I want, I'm waiting to hear his excuse at the end of this game on why he keeps doing the last shot with the ball. Please, Billy, stop, man. 
Be red, boy. Billy Donovan's coaching flaws, again, I kind of just talked about that in the last segment. Yeah, they reared its ugly head yet again. And that is one of the biggest concerns when the guy and I, listen, I was giving Billy props over our, our when we were winning, right? I gave Billy props. I feel like he was coaching a great scheme, a great system, but it seems like now that everybody's back, Billy Donovan's even starting to maybe go back to now. He's talked about the fact of, I don't want Kobe White's role to change. I don't want his number of shots to change. And to his credit, that hasn't to a degree overall. Second half last game, fourth quarter against the Houston Rockets aside, right? But you're starting to see those those things trickle back in and they're starting to be concerning. So yeah, we need Billy Donovan to get back to making sure that he reigns this thing in. Now, not a winning coach. You guys, if you've been watching me for a while, I've always said, whenever the Bulls get back to the mountaintop, Billy Donovan won't be the coach of this team. But he is a coach that's good enough to make things happen and for the Bulls to win a lot of games. Yes, he has his flaws. Do not get me wrong. You guys know I'm not a Billy Donovan guy. I, I wouldn't mind if the Bulls replace him tomorrow. I wouldn't care. But he's he's he can coach well enough, especially while Kobe's playing at this level, for us to be well. He just can't default back to the things, to his, to his safety nets. And DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine, heavy isolation. We got to get away from that, and we got to stay a team that's just going to be playing hard-nosed basketball. We have to continue doing that. I know that we can. We just got to keep doing it. Let's get into this next one. This one is from T'Challa. Hey, this your boy. One more time, leaving a third voicemail in a row. T'Challa the Savior, book author, native lands, and musician. I also would like to say, because people like to forget this, that injuries is a part of the game. So by the time the playoffs come, all these top teams and stuff like that, like Boston, we know Jason Tatum is notorious for getting hurt and not showing up in certain moments and putting that work in. The only people in the only culture, the only team, and with, with the only coach that you really will have to worry about, at the end of the day, no matter what spot they were in, it's, it's Miami Heat because they have shown it. Now, these injuries and stuff take place, and all you can do is play the team that's in front of you. You can't take credit from the team that beat that team. As long as the Bulls stay healthy enough, especially our core of four All-Stars or three in a buddy All-Star in Kobe White, <laughs> with this new system, this mindset, and us not straying away from that, <laughs> ooh, the league is in trouble this year. I can easily see a second round. Easily, easily a fucking second round. Anybody who knows basketball would know. Yeah, easily. And with our four teams healthy, the 76ers, my second team, I love Philly. My second team don't even stand a chance. We didn't see what Zach Levine and, and company do to the 76ers. Now, with with our fourth board budding all-star and player development and everybody coming off that bench, Oh, the 76ers don't even have a fucking chance. And we see what Zach Levine do to Indiana. And, 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 and we see what Nikola Vucevic do to Indiana. So when we put all that together, we're going to be trouble, especially if we are healthy. Our core is healthy? Oh, my God. And then what Ayo is doing coming off that bench in the drumming? Oh, man, Tory Craig. The league is low-key in fucking trouble, my boy. You know, if we stay healthy going into them playoffs with this system and this mindset and this discipline and this new culture, the league is in trouble this year, easily second round. Remember, I said that, and I'm going to stand on that shit, and I don't stray away from my analytical study opinion. 
So, and that's what I'm going with because I've been saying this, you know, and, and, and this is where I've been at with it. So, you know, our players, they are ready this year. And last, last piece is Patrick Williams, you know. All right, so I get it that we can be caught up in the moment, right? But to say that it's easily that the league's in trouble, we'll easily get past the Philadelphia 76ers, no, we won't. And games like last night show it because against teams that have been there before, keep in mind, most teams that have gone on these playoff runs and been battle-tested in the playoffs, they understand how to pace themselves. Right now, the Bulls are fighting for everything, and they should. We love that as a city, right? I'm not trying to, to shit on them fighting for everything. No, keep fighting. But to say that the Bulls are easily anything right now, experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code Bull Central to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Now, it's just an overstatement, and it's a reaction to what we're going. Yes, us being healthy as a core and as an overall team, we can do wonders. We can win a lot of basketball games. But this, it's, it's a... A very different tall test between winning games in the regular season and being able to put that together to 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 have playoff success. So to say that we, the league is in trouble and we easily get past a team with an MVP caliber and, and Joel and B because we had some regular season games, I'm sorry, it's just way too early to say that. Now, if the Bulls show it in the playoffs, cool, let's rock and roll, let's get excited, let's get rah rah up. But it's way too early to say that you got to stop being prisoners of the moment, right? And I have. My times of doing that as well as a fan of this team. When you're a fan and you love something, you love a a franchise, you love a team, it's easy to get caught up in the moment. But right now, the Chicago Bulls are still showing flaws that would limit them from making any type of real noise in the playoffs. Now, they can win some games in the playoffs, and if they catch the right matchup, I definitely think they can push some things, but we're not at Boston's level. We're not at Philly's level. We're not near that right now because we aren't consistent enough in the things that, that are meaningful in playoff basketball yes we're on pace we're we're playing right now with the pace of a 51 win team but that is again a very tall how many teams have we seen in the past that have had really good regular seasons but when the playoff comes they falter because they are not used to what it takes to win playoff basketball the Bulls still got a lot of growing to do brother and I hope that we see it over the course of the season I hope that we're talking about a team that has made some noise and has some fun in the playoffs but it's going to be harder than what you made it seem just because a lot of those teams, they understand how to pace themselves. They understand how to kick it into a second gear in the second uh, in, in the in playoff atmosphere. The Bulls still got to prove that. All right, let's get into this next voicemail. This one's from Jamal. What's up, man? This is your boy Jamal back again with another voicemail for you. I only got three minutes, so let's get into it. All right, so we've seen some interesting things happen since Zach Levine and Nikola Vucevic returned back to the lineup, uh, specifically the starting lineup uh, last game against the Rockets. Uh, so let's kind of break him down a bit. Uh, one, Zach Levine can actually play defense. Who knew? 
I don't know why it took him this long to actually play some good defense. Well, Zach's had some games where he's played good defense, but, you know, it'd be nice if he did it more on a consistent basis. But, hey, when he actually puts his mind to it, he's actually very good at defending. Um, Next, you know, Zamar still tends to have a bad habit of thinking that he needs to go hero mode, which I'm not enjoying. And Patrick Williams, you know, yeah, he's kind of regressed a bit since Zach and uh, since Zach and Bruce came back to the lineup and things like that, and he started coming off the bench again. Um, it's interesting to see where we go from here. I know you did a video about are they starting to looking like a team that can make some postseason success, not a deep one, but at least maybe get out the first round or maybe make it out of you know maybe get out the first round. I don't know yet. I'm not completely sold on it, but I will say they're playing a lot better. I actually look at them as being a bit more of a playoff contending team now than I did when we first started the season. So we'll see where this goes. We got the Warriors tonight, and the Warriors have been slumping hard um, because I'm I'm also a a bandwagon Warriors fan. I'm a diehard Bulls fan, so I'll keep up with both teams. So we'll see what they do tonight. Um, But as always, see where it go Bulls. Peace. Listen, I agree with everything that you said, right? Zach Levine playing good defense, and I think, the thing that you have to look at it is, is this. Zach Levine hasn't ever had someone that has played at this level. When he did, the only other time that he did was those first, what, 30-something games with Lonzo Ball here. And we saw a version of this Zach. Now, he wasn't as good defensively as what he's been over these four games, but he was better defensively. He had some of the best defensive rating games consistently of his career playing next to Lonzo. And I think when it just comes down to it, we could have seen this version of Zach earlier if Zach had been on a team with better talent overall. So, really good. It's good to see Zach Levine play this, play defense like he has. DeMar Rosen going into hero mode. That goes back to what I said earlier as far as some of the concerns with the Bulls um, overall. And then passive P. We got we, – we, we, pa- Patrick Williams, like I said uh, on the postgame show, Wy- Wycliffe John, uh, quote, he can either make this team or you cannot make this team. Right? And I, and I mean that in saying that Patrick Williams has the chance to be the ultimate glue guy for the Chicago Bulls team. And when he's playing with energy, playing with um, with with direction, playing with purpose, right, not being passive, that's what we need uh, P to get back to because Patrick Williams and his ability, and we saw a little bit of it in the first half of this game, really has a chance to be something for the Chicago Bulls and help impact winning. And we got to see that go. And so we just got to see this team rein it back in, play really good team basketball, which they have been doing overall. We're 3-1 and one in our last four, right? I'm not going to let one loss completely take away from that. But let's, let's get back to winning basketball. And those things, let's definitely shore those things up as well. All right, let's get into the next voicemail. This one's from Todd. Yo, what's up, Hayes? It's Todd again. Um, wanted to talk about last night's win on the Rockets real fast. I love that they got the win. I absolutely do. But the entire time that Kobe and Zach were, were having, like, that tandem standout game, I couldn't help but feel a sense of resentment for Zach, man. And this is real. Why? Because this, this, this cat could have been doing this the whole time. He could have been this version of himself the entire time he was with the Bulls. Why are we just seeing this now? Because it feels like he's marketing himself to the league. So we get this Zach now. Now, to your point, I hope he might stay, and this might be the, the reality of it. Maybe he got humbled, but I just hate that I'm, I'm seeing this Zach now. So, you know, Kobe and Zach could be one of the best back courts in the league if Zach gave us at least 60 or 70% of what he gave us last night on a nightly basis, while Kobe obviously is still ascending as our number one. But, but I feel like he played one of his best games of the career because he knows all eyes are on him and he's trying to get out. Why not give us that every night, and then we wouldn't be here? So, yeah, for me, I'm just kind of like, I'm looking at him with, you know, side-eyed, like, yo, we should be getting this the whole time from you, bro. 
And that's fucked up. That's fucked up as a fan to feel, bro. So, like, I just wanted to get that off my chest and get what you, you know, see what you thought about that. Maybe I'm off base, but, yeah, I just felt like that's fucked up. Okay, uh, great point here. Why, why, why haven't we had this Zach Levine? And it kind of goes back to what I said in Jamal. We haven't really had the team around Zach for him to be able to focus on these things. The gravity of, and like I said, we had it briefly with Lonzo Ball. Zach Levine was playing some of his most efficient ball, and he was way more active defensively with having somebody that was a communicator with Lonzo out there. So I think if had we had a better team with around Zach for the majority of the time that he was here, I think that we would have been seeing a version of this Zach but with Kobe playing the way that he's playing, it's made everything easier for everyone as well. And so I think it, it just comes down to that. I don't think it's about Zach just playing better right now to try to make other teams interested. I also think that when you don't have to be the offense, which for a lot of time with Zach, Zach here, he had to be the offense, right? And now you can be a part of the offense and still have huge success, but it allows you to focus on other things. I think that's why you're seeing a better Zach and a more refined Zach. And that's why if he does get traded, right, and the team that he goes to is the second or third option, that, that team's probably going to get a damn good version of Zach Levine. So let's see. Maybe he ends up staying here. Let's hope that that's the case. All right, let's get into this next one. This one's from Gone. Uh, let's go ahead and play it now. Yo, 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 yo. What's up? Bulls Central is gone again. And uh, I was the one that came in talking about Vooch and Drummond should be on the floor. And, and Hayes put me out there says 2K. Okay, uh... When we going to see Drummond? Four points and less minutes. We're going back to that again. And when I told you about Caruso starting with the veterans, I said that because the simple fact is he keeps playing him out there. You might as well use him in his rifle position instead of a power forward. You got a power forward, which is Drummond. He played a starter when he was with the Pistons with Monroe now. He was a starter over there. So why you can't use him as a starter? Not the simple, not even the fact of the matter is you would have had all-stars on the floor. Now that they understand their role, which Kobe brought all that out of there, now they understand their roles now. Some of them that are, you know, sometimes the Rose and go rogue, he wanted to do his thing with the ISO gang, but at the same time, they know their roles now. So put Kobe with the bench so Kobe can help Will, uh, Pet P. Will, and uh, Io, and even Dale and Terry get him in the mix and get these young crews started because if these old vets is going to be gone, you want them to have them already ready so they move into those slots rather than having them unprepared when it's time. So that's my that was my theory when you came with the 2K thing, you know what I'm saying? But Drummond and Vooch would be a deadly force. And you're talking about they can't have somebody, well, okay, then put Kobe in there then. The, Lee Caruso, I'll put Kobe in there. You want a three-point threat, that'll be your three-point threat. But you need Drummond in the mix with Boot because dude do not like to play the paint. He loves sticking outside, so let his ass stick outside so Drummond can hold down the paint so when he shoot his threes and miss it or when DeMar miss his threes or when Zach sometimes gets flat, you got somebody up under them boards to get them rebounds. That's all I was saying. So... Take it as 2K as you want, but that's reality, basketball. I'm sorry, but no amount of false logic that you can play to make it make sense. Drum and Vooch don't work. It just doesn't. It's stupidity. It's not reality. And you talk about some, it's basketball. The reality of basketball is it don't work. You talk about Andre Drummond starting. Yeah, he started on those Detroit Pistons teams that I think at the most won 41 games. They were losing teams. Because, again, this is modern basketball. If you're going to talk about it's basketball, Vooch and Drum don't work together. It doesn't. To think, to think that that's the, that's the key to unlocking this Bulls team is just stupidity. It just is. It's stupid. And it's dumb. 
And it's a lack of awareness of what actually it makes it a team working best. It's not just about three. You keep going to three-point shooting. Spacing and three-point shooting are different. Yes, three-point shooting can create spacing, but you need more than that to have true spacing where people to get to work. I'm sorry. There's, like you said, there's no amount of false logic and stupidity you can place upon it. Vooch and Drummond don't work together. That's it, period. Let's move into the last voicemail for today. This one's from Big O. Sorry about that, Hayes. Now, I know you hate when I call in twice on the same time. Sorry about it. But just, I just love these uh, conversations, man. Very, very, uh, very good uh, conversation. But just to get it out of the way. So that's why, you know, when I think about, uh, you know, what we're doing or what we want to do or what I would, what I would do, it's always goals in between. So if I say, hey, Boots, uh, DeMar, Zach, they're not good enough. We're going to trade them for the round with the young guys. Kobe, Zach, I'm going to let the chips fall where they may. Now, if the chips fall and we end up getting the top seven kick, great. Guess what? We get a couple of those in a row. Hopefully, we'll be able to get maybe the, the guy that can take us back into the playoffs. But the goal is to find that guy. It's not to win the championship at that point in time. So it's not that I, I'm thinking about, oh, I'm removing the expectations because we're losing. No, I know that we're losing for a reason to lose so we can possibly get a superstar player or possibly two if we be bad a couple years in a row, right? So that's the expectation. Okay, once I found that, okay, we got Apollo Vecchio. We got a friend, right? Okay, so now I want to see these guys develop. Can we start making an interest up in the stands? Can we go from a 22-win team to a 30-win team? Go from a 30-win team to a 39-win team. You know what I mean? So the, the expectations change as we complete our goal. Once we know we have our guys that we want to build around and we say, hey, this guy is going to be the guy, you know, at least he has the talent to be that guy and join that. A la SPL with his rookie guard, y'all John Moran, his rookie guard. Now we can start building towards building the complete, the, the completion of the team. The young quarters will eventually start making an uproar. You know what I mean? Whatever's on the championship is not a guarantee. You know what I mean? But it's just part of the project within itself. So, I mean, both, both you guys, right in my opinion, and both you guys, you know, could be wrong, but I would say this. It's only it's only going to go one or two ways because we know that AK don't want to do that. He want to maintain wins, right? So I would say this. Either AK is going to look like a team in the next 10 or 20 years, or he's going to look like a mediocre GM with a, as well as a lot of other GMs that we know, right? He said he's going to look like a lot, 90%, 85% of the league has mediocre to below average GM. So he's going to be another one of them. Wait for it like a team. And that's all we can say. And that's all that, you know, we can do is wait and see how these results play out. Now, have a good one, brother. Good. Thanks for talking to you guys. Yeah. Uh, great points here from Big O, as always. And here's what I'll say, though. By a team trying to bottom out and just be bad, which is what you're saying, right? I think when you say let the chips fall where they may, we let the chips fall where they may. And it ended us with three years of a number, se- a number seven picks that really didn't work as a team. So, I get it. Yes, you're right that it can go. You you can go either way. You can be a bad team, right, and not try to win basketball games and put teams out that are going to be bad to quote unquote tank. You could get a high pick and get that superstar, or you can do what we've seen already here in Chicago and be that team that tanks and then not gets when uh, not gets the big talent from it. Or you can be like we were in the past, a team that built solidly, that was winning, 
that had a down year end up lucky, getting lucky and getting Derrick Rose, right? There's a lot of different routes and avenues to it, but I still think this, and that doesn't remove it. Tanking just removes the expectations. That's all it does. It doesn't really give you a higher chance to improve your team. And like I talked about before, when you have players that are that are playing well, you want to reward that by trying to win and put them in the best situation so that they can learn to win in moments. Winning just isn't this thing you automatically click on. So when you build a losing identity, those it's harder to turn those players into winners and having a winning mentality because you've been focused on losing for so long. Kobe White right now, I don't want to reward the way he's playing with being a team that's trying to be bad to get more uh, to get more lottery balls in that lottery to get the first overall pick. I just don't want to, I don't want to risk putting a losing mindset around this team right now with a player like Kobe. Now, like you said, the results of it are going to be told over years. And three, four years down the road is when we'll look back and say, hey, it's either worked or didn't work. Great voicemail there from Big O. But guys, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central. Make sure you guys are following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, BullsCentralPod at gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the mailbag, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. Thanks to you guys. And like I liked in every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See you right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of The Break Break Media. Media.